Presenting today is definitely not traditional, unorthodox. Last I see privately, he held up creamy hat. He said he walked in a cold sweat. Walk right now, I'll get back to you, and back to you, I'll get back to you. He panicked. Finally, we got together on Friday, and he told me about the dream. The dream was that the police came to his house and arrested him for a murder he had committed 30 years ago, where he had choked a young girl to death. I don't work with dreams, but sometimes they feel that just 30 years ago, death a young girl. Soft, gentle, feminine side of himself. Killed. Running from that crime. member of the congregation worshipping the church of the wounded child. That becomes very interesting. Another story. Back in the late 60s, early 70s, there was a fella called Dr. Tom Dooley. <coughs> White people said they recognized him more than the Pope. His name was, was a Navy Lieutenant Doctor. Chaos. Working very hard, very diligently to help all those people that came to love him. Work even spread larger than that. Doing a great deal of good service. Famous and created even more wonderful deeds of good work. A whole new medical unit called Medico. And all these pharmaceutical companies and lots of companies supporting them fully. Talked about this. He said the situation that developed was that conflict between truth and rules. Living his life as a gay man under no lecture about homosexuality at all. Truth rules. How often we put our truth out of the basement. Basically what this practice is all about. Worshipping in the church of the wounded child. A lot of people, when I opened that up, got them really in touch with the wounded child. Reality lies in the fact that we go on doing that fall into the trap of worshipping altar of the wounded child. Inevitably, we have to walk out of the... All got wounded. I'm in with a wound. There it is. Some of us will stay in the church and spend more time looking at that wound. And that's perfect practice. That's the psychological or therapeutic aspect of the practice. We often say we make the trip from New York to California. The first half is on the therapeutic aspect, the therapeutic bus to the Mississippi, and we have to cross over and get onto the spiritual bus. While we're in the church of the wounded child, we're on the therapeutic bus, and this is good practice. The idea isn't one superior to the other. That would be a terrible mistake. That's the point that you're at, that you're looking at the wound. Deal with that, and that's great practice. Eventually, you have to get out of the church. You get off the bus, and you get onto the other bus. Look at the things that are beyond the beyond beyond all this phenomenon. We see clearly that all phenomenon is empty. The only life it has is the life we give to it. Hmm? The things that happens in the church of the wounded child is that we don't deal with it sensibly and we use alcohol or whatever to soothe that pain. 
child was wounded, the child was damaged, the child was insulted, the child was belittled. They weren't shown the tools of how to deal with that, so we use alcohol or drugs, sex or money or religion to deal with it. The trouble is it. And really down deep. Wheelie. Where'd that come from? <laughs> it's a child speaking. You sit down in that place, emptiness of it. If you can't get down to that place and see the emptiness of it, you have to deal with it directly. You deal with the wound directly. More painful not to deal with it. Because it takes over your life. It runs your life instead of you living your life. Mm -hmm. Practice of Zen pretty insistent. You recalcitrant, you become calcified. Why well, you say that? Well, people would hear that of, as Rick saying, the issue in this lecture is homosexuality. That's just one aspect of it. Everybody has their own truth. Everybody has some area of their life that's in the closet. Like that fella in the dream. With all his years of therapy, he never got through. Now he's working with a good therapist. Dream spoke to him loud and clear. He couldn't run away from it. He's very intellectual, super intellectual. Dream broke through that intellectualization. Police arrested him because 30 years ago he strangled a young girl to death. His interior feminine, all that sensitivity that wants to come out and be expressed was slammed down. Don't come out. The rules say no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't show that gentleness. Don't show that softness. You'll be laughed at. You'll be ridiculed. I was a young fella living in Brooklyn. A landlord who was a wonderful man, George Hills, building groundskeeper of the convent across the street where they had a girls' school. I had every talent you could think of, carpentry, plumbing, electricity, and he taught me it all. Beautiful garden out in the back of the house, and all this stuff. One was very macho, right? He also taught me about gardening and taking care of roses. All fine while I was in grade school, and then I went to Brooklyn Tech. I graduated, became a high school. I told people about how much I liked working in the garden. I bolted. I was degraded. I was belittled, and I was accused of being a fucking faggot. I'm allowed to be that way. That truth. That fact of life isn't allowed to be demonstrated. Guy. Born became a tougher guy. Graduate from Marine Corps boot camp, they say to you, congratulations, men. You are now one of the world's greatest killers. Oh, he had a Marine Corps uniform. He was a real man. He went to and he had medals. Boy, was he a real man. <laughs> All the while, the Rose Boy was down in the basement. Rules said you can't come out. Name yourself. Belittle yourself. They made the rules. I have to conform. There was a point in our situation where we decided to put on a false face. Original face before your parents were born. Face. Dealing with that moment when you squash yourself. That becomes problematical. Mm -hmm. That part of ourself in the basement eventually says, knocks on the door and says, excuse me. Would you, whatever approach we take, well, to sit still, follow your breath. Some people, when they come to Zen the first time, it's really wonderful. Ah, 
out of the ordinary. And as you continue practicing, that stuff that hasn't been dealt with starts bubbling up. So the sitting isn't quite as exquisite. And you have a sitting that's exquisite all the time. You will never make mistakes. You want yourself to be in a state of perfection. As you march through all this stuff that has to be dealt with, you're going to find that you're going to be spastic, awkward, and clumsy. It's just like when the first wound came, you didn't really have the skills to deal with it. You still don't. Develop the skills to deal with all this inner turmoil, this inner conflict. It's not going to be peace outside till there's peace you're not following closely. What do you want to say about this? Listen to your lecture immediately. I went through my. I keep coming back to memories of playing with rock, rocks, small rocks out in, or even dirt. I would just go outside and play with dirt by myself. At that point, it was very. That was a little. That became feminine. That is masculine to think that it cannot be feminine can exist without the masculine. If that's impossible, the masculine boy and the little girl will be strangled. Some boy and the little girl both love the roses. The little boy and the little girl both see the power of that color and preconceived ideas a little little true feminine and little true masculine not only are they separate but they can only be interested in girls or as men a picture a woman but those rules that you spoke about immediately I looked at that as what other people taught me but it's not my own rules that I made up exactly I've got rules no one else follows good news is we're looking at this boy I had everybody this morning hallelujah thank you Jesus <laughs> warrior Without a lover, lover without a warrior turns into a martial art. Oh, that's what Tony's talking about. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we split them apart. False masculine says, I can't have that feminine part active in my life. I'll be belittled, insulted, degraded. The false masculine takes over and shoves down that aspect and vice versa. To bring this down to the base, we really have to get in touch with the rule maker. What? The rule maker. Mm. Constantly coming up with new shit. As no I get rid of this stuff, I just bring in more stuff. We have to get out of the church. We have to leave that church at some point. Military weapon they created. That's extreme ability <laughs> that if you spoke or with it, a wheels of fire can no longer run. If a man is splattered with it on the road, the soldier can no longer stand. There's no friction anymore. It's such a lubricant. And to even talk about a warrior existing without both masculine and feminine is like, for lack of a better analogy, like losing this. Something would happen. We couldn't even move without it. Well, that's the intriguing part of why things are too smooth. They first built autocars, particularly the Mercedes Benz. They built such a precise instrument that it didn't work. Of course, it was too well lubricated and it couldn't get traction. They had to put friction into it. We have this friction in our life that's moving us. Otherwise, we're just sitting there spinning our wheels. Now, before we think friction means suffering, that's absolutely untrue. The, the righteous friction is the passion we're talking about. That's real passion. Well, that's something we were dealing with with the movie about the Buddha. Well, <laughs> to the point where there was this yogi who was doing all sorts of... <coughs> sorts of austerities upon himself. And he had to look twice to see him once. Have a laugh at that. It's an oldie but a goodie, all right? a goodie. Now Tony said, is that required? Do we have to inflict such austerities, put ourselves through so much suffering to become enlightened? He didn't like that idea. 
do we have to put ourselves through such suffering and austerities in order to become enlightened? The question isn't what he's doing. The question is whether we have to or don't have to. The question is we're already doing it. interesting thing about suffering, it's so easy to get beyond it. Walk along, you stub your toe, and it hurts. There's pain. Well, then you add suffering by saying, oh, this is unfair, God's not just, why don't they clean the street so I don't trip? That's adding something unnecessary. All that extra, oy vey, oy vey, oy vey. Get into the gondola of grief, we paddle down the river of regret, we go ocean of oy vey. That's how we worship in the church. Ay, what happened to me? Shouldn't happen to our dog. Sunday is Holocaust Remembrance Day. There's something to go oive about. You want to oive? There's an. We all have our Auschwitz. I wouldn't say that to a group of survivors, but we all have our Auschwitz. Glencoe. Glencoe. Walking around, looking at all these pictures that were painted. <laughs> Now what's going to happen is, this really went in. Everybody had attention today. You're going to find ways to dismiss it. Very interesting information. Well, the problem with that is this. We've got some juicy information today. I touched everybody. The problem is, we think in order to deal with this, we're going to have to engage in extraordinarily excruciating, painful process. The regulator of that is the willingness to do the work. Pain is regulated by the resistance. If you're willing to step in, there's less pain. If you're fighting it, you got the pain plus the pain. Just sit with it. Don't expect every sitting to be paradise. Disappointed. Don't even expect it to be Secaucus, New Jersey. You're going to have difficult sittings. Difficulty gets exacerbated by the resistance to the difficulty. Yes. The, the, <laughs> Basically what Shankar describes as the operation without... The thing is, that's viewed as something in the distance. You have to go through an operation without a... There's still a congregant in the church of the wounded child. You're already going through an operation without anesthesia. Rick, you said I should go a little bit deeper. Passing through me right now is the fact that when we think about that wound, we always think about somebody doing something. Bring it to your attention from a previous lifetime. It was more like it's me stepping out into the world and having nobody care, nobody notice, nobody lack of recognition. That hidden world, that magical place I love so much, and I still do to this day, is of no value. Well, that's the rules. Those are the rules. Does it have value? Show me. I didn't have it. it be. Show me. Don't talk about it. What good is it to have a relation with somebody and you say, "Oh, you're so beautiful. I'd like to go to bed with you." I don't want to hear that. Come on. Let's step into this and do it. We're all talking about it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Get the gist. Oh, we're a gist, honey. If I only see the roughness of your voice and screaming, and I know what feminine aspect is providing to that scream. What was demonstrated was a f
absolutely exquisite example of gentleness. What was demonstrated was an absolutely exquisite demonstration of gentleness. Oh. N is backwards. Huh? N is backwards. If you want to compliment somebody with a Zen compliment, you call him a dirty, filthy, old stinking rice bag. Well, I can look you in the face and call you a stinking old rice bag. You haven't finished your practice. You understand that? Yeah. <laughs> I figured. I figured. What's your issue, young lady? It's not. It's not so much with um, the last comment. It's more. Why are we talking about it if we're just supposed to like live it? What's the well, point of sitting? That's exactly it. Just live it. <coughs> so live it in onions. So, <laughs> so sitting, sitting, we we recognize. That's the first level, right? We recognize whatever issue, and then, and then we what? That's what suppose I, we're sitting, and all of a sudden, as clear as a bell, what comes up is. I'm afraid of death. Oh my. Oh my. I have this fear of death. And that's a friggin' reality, right? We know anything that's born has to die. Now we're faced with this fact. Right next door, there's a funeral parlor. Often we come here and it's... All right, now we've got this. This is a given. It's no longer a hypothetical situation, something over there that's very intellectual, very philosophical, very psychological. It's over there. Oh, shit. It ain't over there. This is a reality. I'm going to die. What do we do with that? And that becomes a really juicy part of our practice. That's something very dynamic, very concrete. You can't escape it. You can try, drink enough whiskey, you might get away from it, but you're killing yourself in the process. Huh? Running toward it to run away from it. Yeah. But it does work. Eventually, it'll take you to the point where you're going to look it right in the face. I'm killing myself. Now, we sit with that fact. This is a reality. This is inescapable. I can't move away from it. It's right there, smack in my face. What do we do with that? Well, you can't say, this is what you do. Each one is going to find the way they work with it. And you come in and the teacher will say, good, you're right on track. Nope, you're fooling yourself. It's very easy to act ourselves, to con ourselves, to fool ourselves. It's very easy. Oh, I'm a healthy and valued. Part um, of it is, you know, recognizing, um, dealing with it. And you had said, enter it. You have to enter the pain. You can't just talk. Yeah, the gimmick is that we're already in it. Well, that's... And we're playing games with ourselves that I'm separate now. I'm not part of this. That's happening to somebody else who just happens to be very close to me. But then the good news is that a teacher comes along who'll rip you to shreds. That's the good news. I get that impression. Huh? If I could go back for a minute... Yeah. You know why you feel like that? That's what you've done, because it's true. Tell the story. Oh, the owl, the stork? Mm. 
Pay attention. Talk slow. All right, I'll talk slow. My friend <laughs> practices sword with a uh, master. So I'm going to have to teach you guys all the stuff before I drop dead. So we gave him a <clears throat> synopsis of the whole thing. Stages where stage one, you start in the basic form with them. And, and where stage three is when you take different forms and combine them into multiple procedures, complex forms. Step four, and has a, step four has a scenario where you're one person facing 1,000 and you're going to die. There's no other outcome. He says, so this is how you're going to proceed. He says, he says, you take your sword and remove it from your scabbard. Since you take your scabbard and you wrap it around your hand, into a crouching position and let out a real loud scream, a roar. And he goes, and then you do everything, anything you want and throw away everything I ever taught you and <laughs> go about that way. <laughs> and that says to me, then he proceeded to do a 12 maneuver, one breath procedure with his sword where he would have killed 12 men in one, sh one breath. And I said, that's great. I said, and I was like, oh my God. It's like, I realized, oh shit, we really are going to die. When this business of death comes up, it's vitally important that we recognize death in its three forms, right? There's the small death that we've all experienced. You lose a job, uh, lost all these small deaths. Plus, there's the physical death. One we're interested here in Zen is the great death, the death of the ego. But it's vitally important, what I put about today, is this understanding that Zen works backwards. Call a person a jackass as a compliment in Zen. You don't feed the ego ever, ever once in 35 years of practice with Suzaki Roshi did I get a compliment. He gave me a left-handed compliment by having one of his students come up and compliment him, saying, Rick, you just did about 20 coins all at once. So I got a left-handed compliment. He says, never, come here, my darling, let's sing a lullaby. But of course, that's his Japanese samurai position. You do not have to fall victims of that. A lot of the work I did as a first generation was to separate the essence of Zen from the Japanese culture that came along with it. Hmm? Go fuck yourself. That's their form. And it's a good and righteous form, and there's a lot of people that need that. Not the all in all, and we don't want to get trapped in it. Okay, absolutely. And that's going to happen in practice. We've been caught in this side of the practice. Been caught in this side of the practice. It's going to be the moment where we go over to this other side of the practice. We'll see that that too is an extreme, and then we'll find the middle way. But eventually, what happens? is the boundaries that divide it into thirds collapse. And you do what you want. Right? Here's an extreme. One side of the practice. Here's an extreme. Other side of the practice. Here's the middle way. They're thirds, right? This third extreme. This third extreme. This is the middle way. You get attached to that. As you practice Vajrayana, this division collapses. So if it's appropriate to go, ah, that's the appropriate action. The appropriate action is to sing a lullaby, That's the, and you're not trapped. All masculine can't sing a lullaby. And a little delicate thing can't show. We're no longer restrained and restricted. We open up wholeheartedly. 
and we put on the table what's appropriate at the moment without putting a lot of restraints and restrictions on the inner self. No, the wait, self. Wait, wait, wait. I beg your pardon. There, there, you know... You two should get married. You and Bert <laughs> should get married. We'd make an excellent couple. You'd kill the say, in 15 is, minutes. There's reasons why people just don't do what the hell they want all the time. Rules and regulations. You bet yourself, sister. So that, that it's not all like for shit. It's good. Sometimes. <laughs> That's the qualifier. Rick, what's your opinion on encouragement? On what? Encouragement. If it's appropriate at the moment, do it. If it's not, don't do it. Your opinion on sex? <laughs> Who said that, Donald? Figures. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Figures. Do you feel, Rick, that the way Sasaki encouraging situation or not? He was very encouraging and made mistakes. If you're looking for a perfect teacher, you're going to be disappointed. He was what I needed at the time that I had him. He's no longer necessary. Hmm. Very, if you're a very stubborn student... We don't know. We can't say that. We can say it might be and it might not be. It depends on the student. I know a lot about very stubborn students. <laughs> I'm sitting close. Touche. That's what Lynn just went through with prayer. Go, ahead, go with that, my man. Well, I'm not sure we'll I see... it again. I'm not sure not I see that. Well, <laughs> in the hell Injury. Yeah. I was just a little child speaking, sweetheart. They can do it with me. Mm. That was the little child speaking, sweetheart. Rephrase the question. <laughs> I'll rephrase it for him. Um, it's a question of looking at the issue, recognizing the issue, and then go or going into the issue. I would think they sound like synonymous. But you can look at it and not go into it. Well, the specific well, that's the issue. What he said was he has a quali qualifier between worshiping and looking. Well, worship becomes a problem. You see, because I was very good about this recently. At some point in the practice, prayer no longer becomes functional. It becomes a hiding place. The Holy One way up in the sky, please. I just can't even fart anymore. But you're holy, you're wonderful, you're above it all, and you can float down here and tickle my testicles. It's a hiding place. It becomes a hiding place. Dear Holy One, dear Holy One, go through it. Just go through it. Worshiping produces a form of Produces a stupor. A stupor. Separating ourselves in an illusion. Every kitchen becomes a drug. Holy, 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 and you put yourself into a stupor. That's not an anti-prayer statement. If the prayer is appropriate at that moment, please. But don't get addicted to it. Then is not about falling into some state that you must adhere to endlessly, no matter what. That's when the guy says, now you're going to do three things in one breath, and you're going to end up dead. This is when you step out and be your own person. You manifest your original face. You manifest the unborn. You step out. You step out. Question was posed as why we bother talking. Talking now because we are not yet adept at identifying suffering, the Buddha's first step of what's going on. While we're interacting like this, I am either yes, creating suffering, or no, not creating suffering. If I don't identify that, I'm going to keep reaching over. Well, that's the, what goes on in the church. That's, now, the church isn't all negative, but a lot of the problems in the church is we keep going back and rehashing that same thing. Poor little child, poor little child.
Who steps out of the church? The, the child or? No, the child. The child is up on the altar and we're worshiping him. Poor little child, poor little child. Give him a doggy bone. We're ennobling our wound. Yes. 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 Not just us here. 99% of the human race is worshiping the wound. I remember saying to a lady once, a Christian lady, a crucifix with Jesus was. And she said to me, your friend was killed by a gun. Would you want to put that around you? I always had the impression, wow, we've taken a snapshot of Jesus. Nobled it. We placed it as a thing that we look for. They look up at and worship. Listen to this one. Listen to this. The majority of people are functioning as Jesus Christ. Get off the cross. We need the wood. Get off. Show me the real Christ. The real Christ is the resurrected one. Get off the cross. Without the resurrection, the crucifixion is a very, very cruel joke. Without the resurrection, the crucifixion is a cruel joke. But we become addicted to that crucifixion. Over and over again, we crucify ourselves. Nobody's doing it. We're doing it. Get off the cross. We deal with it physically. Well, does that for you better? What? Never mind. Don't be this way. Don't go on. I don't want to fall into the chair either. Just controlling you, sweetheart. <laughs> I'll break you into pieces. Right. Okay. Okay. I called you over. What did you say? Oh, I called you over. Why did you say? What did you say? I said, "What does that mean?" No, no. What did you say? Yeah. Control. Let it go. Said, um, I said. Let the fear control. My emotions. Were Don't let the fear control you. Bird. That's fear. <laughs> I want an extra twenty. I feel good. You feel great. <laughs> you want more? <laughs> Alright, you want more. <laughs> you want it all? You want it all? Alright, let's go. You want more from me? I'll get more. I'll get more from me. <laughs> here. You don't know no, here. No, no, I know there. No, you don't. I'll That's why I'm sitting here and you're standing there. Gone through his things, too. Yes. Yes. Not that one over there. No. That one. The one who can forgive myself. Do it. Show me away. Rough crowd. Good job. How does the Sangha support me? Everybody was very there. Absolutely. That's the best thing we did today. What is going on that we don't see? In many traditions, the objective is this devotional aspect. Ah. In Zen, the idea is to recognize the mystical union. In these devotional aspects, they're talking about producing a state of mystical union, producing it. What they're missing is the fact that we're already in that mystical union and can't get out. That's the big part of the op the problem. We're in that mystical union we're trying to get out. Because the mystical union is so alive, it's so real, it's so unwilling to compromise. 
it expresses itself wholeheartedly without shame. That which we are mystically united with is constantly expressing itself without shame. Sometimes it's blinding. It produces this. Oh no. Oh no, no. Like we. <laughs> good, good. Counting on that stuff you can't see because I can't figure this out. You're all. counting on that stuff you can't see going on. I can't figure out. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I must must see it because you just explained the whole thing. How many times my teacher <laughs> took the time to bring me forward and deal with me like that? Zero. That was his form. That was the way he worked with. And if I don't like it, I go someplace else. Bob, what's his name? Just disappeared. Good move, man. Good move. How can that be? How is that possible? Because there's things going on that we don't see. <coughs> Somebody do something. <laughs> <laughs> life and death are... First, first. pull out the cards. <laughs> Read the cards. Truth of suffering should be seen. The origin of suffering should be avoided. The goal should be attained. The path should be actualized. Suffering should be realized as impermanent. The origin of suffering should be realized as impermanent. The goal should be realized as impermanent. The path should be realized as impermanent. Suffering should be seen clearly. The origin of suffering should be seen clearly. The goal should be seen clearly. The path should be seen clearly. There is no suffering, no origin of suffering, no goal, no path. Sangha relationships become complete. May my Zen center flourish. Thank you.